Welcome to the podcast of the Las Vegas Rotary Club. My name is Jim Cole, and I'm proud to be the 96th president of Las Vegas Rotary. Las Vegas Rotary's main focus is on youth, specifically youth literacy and life skill development. If you're in town, we invite you to join us at the Lowry's Prime Rib at noon on Thursdays. You can also find more information about our meetings on lasvegasrotary.com. If you're unable to join us, we live stream our meetings on Facebook at noon Pacific time Thursdays. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Well, fellow Rotarians, Nevada State is in the house. I'm going to share with you a simple uh, secret that professors use. I'm going to ask you a question, and I want you to answer honestly. And the way you do it is you put your hand right here by your throat. And if the answer is yes, you raise your thumb. That way, only I can see it, no one else will see it, okay? So how many of you understood and understand that Nevada State is the youngest institute in the Nevada system of higher education? Put your hand and tell me whether you know that, okay? Now, the next, how many of you know that Nevada State is the second fastest growing institute in the entire United States? Not many, okay? We are the second fastest growing institute, not because of marketing, it's word of mouth. Students are telling family and friends about Nevada State. That is what brings people to the college. We may be the youngest, but we are absolutely the best. We have Anthony to prove it because he used to work at Las Vegas Global Economic Alliance. He understood that to get the word out to the local government and our state government was so important so people can then celebrate Nevada State College. So he wanted to join a real winner, so now he's a part of Nevada State College. So Anthony. Thank you so much. Okay. Uh, my name is Anthony Ruiz, and before I get started, I just want to mention I'm actually a Moonlight as real estate agent. Uh, my card will be here afterwards, so I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. Um, you know, uh, I see some familiar faces here. Um, I think uh, my, my, Dr. Michael Gordon might have stepped out, but I also worked with him at the Las Vegas Global Economic Alliance. So, um, you know, I know he's over at the Public Education Foundation now, and uh, they're lucky to have him over there. Uh, thank you, Andy, for the introduction. Uh, it was very gracious of you. I'm also joined here today by our chief, Nevada State College's actually chief of staff, Amber Lopez Lassiter. Um, Amber is, is excellent, and she has agreed to do a couple things. She's going to join me to help answer some questions at the end, and then if I get out of line, she's under explicit instructions to cut the mic off. So that, that may happen here. Um, so it's my pleasure to be here today and talk to you about such an important topic that's really at the core of the mission of, of this organization. I've attended here as a guest, and so it's kind of coming full circle. It's great to come here and to actually be able to present and share. Um, so quick topic here, a little bit about Nevada State College. Andy got into it, and um, I know this is a smart and informed room, but it's always good to just kind of set a baseline of where we're at and what's new and different at the college. And so what a better place to start than with our students. 
Uh, our students have been described in many different ways, and if you kind of do a search or check in the media or attend, you know, they might be called non-traditional, they might be called first generation, um, you know, all sorts of things, but I like to call them gritty. Gritty, it's my, one of my favorite words I like to use, uh, which means to me they've overcome lots of different obstacles along the way to pursue higher education. Uh, students are very diverse. Um, they're actually, our Nevada State College is slightly more diverse than UNLV, which was recently named the most diverse uh, university in America, so take that for what you will. Um, some of our students, again, going back to being gritty, they take the bus an hour, two hours from the, uh, the northwest parts of the valley to get to campus several times a week. Um, yeah, I don't know about you, but you know, uh, if they were uh, an educator, um, a nurse, a social worker, and I knew that that's kind of some of the experiences they came from, um, you know, I want to hire them and have that person in my workforce. And the feedback we get is great from the community once they get into uh, the workforce. Um, you know, and, and I think the thing that I want to share, and Andy alluded to it, is they're multiplying. Um, you may not know, Nevada State uh, College now has over 4,000 alumni. So, you know, an institution that's the youngest in Enshi is ready up to 4,000 alumni in a short period of time. And uh, as you're about to find out, we're going to keep that growing exponentially. Uh, so, what else do you need to know about the college? Well, how about where, where is it? Um, get this question a lot. You could see that little arrow pointing way, way down there. Uh, that's where we're located at. Uh, you could actually see we're closer to the core area of Boulder City, maybe downtown Boulder City, than we are to the core of the valley. So you could kind of see some of the transportation issues you might have as a student or faculty coming from the northwest parts of the valley. A um, couple other things here. Uh, the Chronicle of Higher Education, as Andy cited, actually named us for two years in a row as the second fastest growing institution. Um, you don't have to look super hard to find Nevada State College on here. We're number two on the list. I do have no idea what's happening at University of Hawaii West Oahu. They are crushing us. But other than them, maybe Andy could tell us about what's happening at Oahu. But we're number two for two years in a row. So Nevada is home to the second fastest growing four-year institution um, in America. Um, we are a Hispanic-serving institution. Um, there are several in Enchi. Um, but we were actually, we did something special. We were the first in the state to receive a grant um, from them, um, which actually helps encourage more Hispanic students uh, to enter the teaching workforce. Uh, I don't want to go through this whole slide. Uh, I know the text is kind of small on this, but you could kind of see the different trajectory that the college has been going on in this time. You know, 1998 is when Henderson leaders came together to envision a college for teachers and nurses. You can kind of see where we are today. Uh, the thing I will share is in uh, this year, in 2019, we're set to open uh, on-camping housing units, about over 300 different units, which is going to help with student success. It's going to help with transportation, maybe increase our statewide mission, might be able to achieve, and a certain portion of that is going to be reserved for families. Um, you know, and there's a lot of exciting things happening. I'm surprised Andy didn't mention our computer science program that's going to be starting um, this fall, which we're really excited about. And so the college keeps growing. A couple other just quick stats I want to get um, out the way and we could kind of talk about um, teachers and teacher education. So about 5,000 students. Um, again, another number that people, if you haven't really checked in in a while or first learning, is kind of a surprising number. Um, this number here, 14% in 
in since the, just the last year, we've grown. And um, we're getting ready for a next uh, legislative session. Since we were at the last session two years ago, we've grown by 30%. Huge numbers. Um, while doing that, we've maintained a pretty small class size, about 23 to 1 as a ratio. Uh, for a lot of our students, that's really important. Um, we are very female. <laughs> I don't know what to say. It's 76% of our students are female. I think a lot of that makes sense in terms of teacher, uh, teachers and nurses, but that trend is actually consistent throughout. So it's kind of an interesting phenomenon happening. I mentioned the diversity and the first-generation college students. Another quick thing back to this map, if I kind of zoom in a little bit, um, you know, we, this is the space we take up today on campus. And if you haven't come to campus, I highly encourage you to, to come check it out. Uh, we did a master plan uh, several years back, and this is partly conceptual, but it kind of gives you an idea of the overall effect. Um, you know, we're master planned out for 25,000 students. So as we continue to build out and continue to grow, this is um, what, you know, the future of Nevada State College looks like. Okay, and now to teachers. So, um, you know, this is something really important to me. I'm a Las Vegas local and product of the Clark County School District. And, uh, you know, I just, does anyone have a great teacher that helped them in their life? Uh, what about a bad one? Kind of remember that too. Let's, let's, let's keep with the good ones though. So if anyone could just kind of take a minute and just think about a teacher that impacted them. I think we all intuitively understand the importance of teachers, but when you think about your own story, um, you know, it really kind of brings home really what we're trying to um, move forward. Uh, we know teachers have an impact. You know, in fact, there's a study by the National Commission of uh, Teaching in America's Future that said, uh, as read from it, students have, who have a highly effective teachers for three years in a row score as much as 50 percentile points higher in achievement than tests um, on tests than those who had ineffective teachers three years in a row. So 50%. So again, we know our teachers are having an impact. Um, you know, unfortunately, I don't think this is, you know, quite shocking, but um, Nevada does have a shortage of teachers. Uh, you know, there's all sorts of reasons why, and we could maybe get into this a little bit. Um, you know, but really where we're at is that we have the Clark County School District. It's the fifth largest school district in the country. And they're trying to meet the needs of 320,000 students. Um, you know, the demands placed on the Clark County School District are immense. Um, Clark County's consistently been one of the fastest growing counties for a long, long time. And in 2018, Nevada was uh, ranked as the top fastest growing state. Um, so, you know, that, and then of course we have a lot of the population in Southern Nevada. You know, there's lots of headlines you've seen, you know, um, what the teacher shortages are, is common headlines we see all the time. Um, you kind of, I won't go through all of these here. Uh, just some numbers. So what does that really look like in terms of an actual number? So we're about 42% short per year of the amount of teachers that we need to put into the workforce. And again, this is, um, you know, what uh, is the minimum uh, that we need to produce. Is it a projector? Okay. Um, so we're 42% short. And there's some other states that are trying to overproduce on this number um, for the reason because they're counting on things like retirements, attrition,s things like that. Of course, we have the population again in the south. The number, the magic number, this is according to Dieter, uh, the most recently available government statewide data is 1,260, just under 900 in southern Nevada that we need to put out. And so we're, we're only producing 42% of that. 
Uh, so, you know, enter Nevada State College and kind of going back to our mission and what we're trying to accomplish and what we're trying to really ramp up. Uh, we already have the largest pre-nursing um, program in the state. We were able to accomplish that um, over the course of a few years, and we're trying to grow out um, our teaching program in a similar manner. Um, you know, there's no silver bullet that's going to, you know, kind of uh, fix this. We didn't get here overnight. Um, but, you know, I think that this is, um, you know, our building and the growing out of our school of education is going to go a long ways towards growing our own um, teachers and our own educators. So uh, just real quick, we want to expand our existing school of education, about 80 graduates right now, just under that per year. Um, we're going to strategically um, educate teachers in areas that are high and critical importance to the state. I'll get into that a little later. Uh, we want to construct a new facility that's going to be a flagship um, facility for teacher preparation around the state. Um, and then it's also going to, we hope, as a community, move forward and really elevate their profession over time. Um, and if approved by the legislature uh, this session in 2019, uh, it would open in 2021. Um, quick video. So you're not just hearing from me, you can hear from our students as well. So I hope this works. Let's try this out. Magic. My name is Mo Turbin, and I am a special education major here at Nevada State College. My name is Sylvia Ponce. This is my fourth year at Nevada State College, and I am an elementary. You want to turn that up? Yeah. Okay. My name is Mo Turbin, and I am a special education major here at Nevada State College. My name is Sylvia Ponce. This is my fourth year at Nevada State College, and I am an elementary education major. Uh, my name is Paige Opp. I am a secondary education and history major. My favorite thing about the education program here is just the wonderful people I've met. The professors here, are, they are absolutely incredible. <laughs> I would say the best part is working with the faculty. They are some of the best people and they really model what good teaching is in their own classrooms. After graduation, um, I have a lot of passions, education being my number one, but I definitely want to give back to the community that um, raised me, which is Clark County. After I graduate, I hope to stay in CCSD. Um, I hope to become an elementary school teacher, um, you know, teaching the future of Nevada. I think a new building in general is going to be great for everyone here on this campus, for everyone to see that the college is growing and expanding. For education majors specifically, I think it's going to make um, a really big difference in where people see themselves when they go to Nevada State. Uh, we're such a small campus and I think that this would be a great addition to uh, you know Nevada State. Okay, I love our students. Um, so, you know, just we really want um, through that to emphasize different legis uh, priorities that are important to the state. So just kind of really reinforce that through this new building. Um, but what this building is going to allow us to do too, and I'll get into this a little bit later, is grow the rest of our campus, right? So we're going to add uh, 66,000 square feet of net new space to our School of Education, be just for that. We're going to actually launch and grow three new academic programs, which I'll cover briefly and then have a speech pathology clinic and an early childhood education center, which are gonna serve as multi-purpose room where students can actually get hands-on clinical level experience as they're going and getting ready for the teaching profession. So really to get that hands-on practical experience. Um, you know, Nevada State College is about 39 to 43% less than the universities. 
Um, it's no secret that, you know, at least currently teachers aren't, you know, it's not the, maybe the highest pay profession there is, and so it's important that they have a lower debt burden for those educators. Um, our, our college is incredibly local. They stay and they work in the district. Um, in terms of community engagement, so we're actually going out and reaching into the high schools and maybe soon to be the middle schools. We're actually training different um, teachers so that they could identify students at the high school level that may be interested in teaching. And we're in four schools now. We're launching a fifth one soon, and we want to expand that out further. We want to, you know, if we're going to build a teacher pipeline, we've got to start early and maybe even reach down to the middle school to identify students who are interested in the teaching profession. So that's really built into the, the program and what we're doing now. And then also matching uh, the diversity of CCSD. You know, Southern Nevada is a rather diverse uh, region, and so is our college. And so we think that's important. Um, just a quick aside on this, you know, there's lots of research out there, but I found this other day that I think really sums up pretty well about the diversity. You know, having a teacher in the classroom that looks like you I is serving as a mentor is, I think, is a great multiplying effect and that's something that we bring um, through wrapping up our teacher education program. Uh, this is a rendering of the, of the School of Education itself. This is the front end of it. So you kind of see, get a feel what it looks like. Um, you know, and so why build this building now? There's a lot of legislative, priority, legislative priorities that, that, um, for, for uh, you know, the, the state to consider. Um, well, so a couple things. Um, you know, Nevada State College has grown really fast. The last two buildings that the college uh, has built, um, you know, were, were the students approved funds to do that. Um, so we've kind of already utilized funds to grow our campus, and we can't, we've kind of already tapped that spigot. Uh, the last building we got that was fully funded from the state was in 2008. So it's been a while since then. Um, you know, as Andy mentioned, um, it's great for economic development. We understand the importance it would have to, to students directly, but businesses really care about um, our education system and why. It's because they have families that if they move here and they invest in here, they want to know that their kids could go to the highly effective school. Um, you know, so that's a challenge. That presents a challenge. When I worked at LVGEA, we came up with a study that said of the companies that talked with us that were looking at investing, creating jobs in the community, these are good paying jobs, by the way, 35% um, of them said no to us specifically because of education. And that's just the ones that talk to us. I'm sure that number is much higher, but that's a little harder to measure. Uh, then the fourth point here is we're out of space. Um, you know, uh, President Patterson was joking with me, I thought at the time, but he told me I got, you know, the last office when I started recently, and I've come to find out he, he wasn't uh, really joking. We are um, really at capacity. Um, you know, a number, we've, we've had um, since last year now, and I've checked this and we've checked this a lot, it's true. 72% increase in freshmen since last year. Huge, so the word is out, as Andy said, as Bart has said many times. Um, so as those students continue, they're gonna have bigger and bigger classes and it's just gonna make more demand. So we are, we are definitely um, you know, looking at all options for space and the School of, Edu School of Education is one of them. Uh, some numbers, I like numbers. Um, you know, beyond just some of the intuitive types of impacts, addressing the teacher shortage, economic development, things like that, it's going to have a broader community impact. So um, this room and everyone watching on Facebook is actually seeing these, some of these numbers for the first time. So uh, we're working on a study with applied analysis to really put some data behind 
what the impact of uh, the School of Education building specifically is going to be. Um, you know, there's a multiplying effect. Something that is really important is that as some of these other bigger projects are winding down in 2020, 2021, this project will be wrapping up. So, you know, we, I think it's just good to build some redundancy and resiliency in different industries, particularly construction. So I think you could see some of the different um, economic drivers and outputs here in this slide. Um, so this is an um, you know, interesting slide here that I'll get into. So what's the actual input? What's the effect? How many teachers? Right? We get asked this question a lot. So um, we are in the process of adding new education programs. And at full capacity, um, the education building is, is going to just about triple the size of, uh, of our number of graduates. For context, this would put us right behind UNLV as uh, second in the state in terms of producing teachers. Um, these are full, fully licensed teachers. So, you know, this is something that I know I've talked with some legislators, other community members. It, it feels like this should happen quicker. We want this now. You know, we call it Nevada Teachers Now, but it takes time. You know, these are, these are humans. These are, these are students that are coming through. It's just people development, but the multiplying impact, think about how many um, students they will positively impact over the course of their careers, right, of a year and their careers. So that's really what um, we're looking at doing um, here to increase that. Uh, we've got tremendous support from the community. Um, the legislator ga legislature gave us some funds to plan. You saw that fancy uh, rendering there in the front, so we were kind of vested with them. Uh, the Board of Regents um, prioritized this project, this building, as the number one priority. Uh, we we're included in State Public Works Board, Southern Nevada Forum, and then also we're doing a, a fundraising campaign, which we'll have some exciting announcements on soon to fund things like scholarships and other programs. Uh, the business community has been very supportive of us. Um, all these groups, among others, have endorsed um, you know, us in growing uh, the number of fully licensed uh, teachers. Um, and then you may have seen this recently. Um, Governor Sisolak included um, funding for the School of Education building in his executive budget. And then uh, recently at an event with the Nevada Independent, um, you know, he, he made a pretty strong statement, I thought, um, to, you know, in terms of getting the building in Nevada State. So that's what I have. You can follow me on Twitter here, and I'm happy to take any questions that you all may have on this. Hi. First, I just want to mention I've had the opportunity to be a guest lecturer at the college several times. Uh, it's a great school, great yeah. students, great teachers. So thank you for, for that. Uh, I, w I want to ask a little bit about just sort of when you talked about the education building and the opportunity to, to create new teachers. One thing I was, I was thinking about was what kind of demand there is, um, as you mentioned, with uh, education not being the best paying field. Um, it, how much demand is there to take on those? Uh, what, how many new students potential is there within the county uh, kids who are interested in, in going down that path, how much do you see pulling people from other states as a part of that, uh, filling that school? That's a good question. So um, there's been interesting trends nationwide of less people going into the teaching profession. Right? I, don't, I don't have all the data here for this presentation, but there's, there's, it's, it's tough. Um, so you know, that's a challenge that we're, we're um, working, um, trying to get through as a community. Um, you know, I was pleased to see that there's been some preliminary discussions about having at least some short-term increases for, for teacher pay. 
So you know that's that could, that could be a positive sign. But what is interesting, and our, and our dean could probably talk more about this, or dean of education, is that there's been lots of discussions about how do we elevate teaching as a profession overall. Um, you know that's something that I think the Madison State College can be a part of. I think it's something that you know we as one institution can't alone change. But I mean, if we're honest, you know the country and the state's got to figure this out. You know, we need teachers, we need schools. So I think that, um, you know, there's a lot of different community groups and discussions happening. It'll certainly be part of the, the conversation. We have some things that we want to do at the college to increase um, success. So we have, you know, so the throughput of the teachers that are already coming in, um, one of the things you want to do is more aggressively market um, our teaching program. And again, because of the cost, um, we think that that's going to be effective. Um, you know, and then just, remove barriers, um, you know, things like articulation agreements, having people being able to transfer. Um, we're focused on growing locals. Um, you know, I think in one of the earlier slides, they had something about recruiting teachers from, you know, other countries, things like that. You know, I think um, we need teachers at all levels, but we're focused on growing teachers here that will stay here. And, you know, I think if our growth has been any indication and just the need being so great, I think we're well positioned to do that. But it's a really interesting conversation that it has to keep going on. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm curious. Uh, you mentioned obviously the education and uh, nursing components and an upcoming computer science. Are there any other majors or are those the three available? No, so we, we are full four-year institutions. Um, I want to say we have 50 majors and minors in total. Um, those are some of the most popular. Um, you know, we, you know, when you look at other, we're built off with a Cal State model to have, to be the middle tier of education. Um, you know, so we, we are not a community college. We're a full four-year institution. We have a couple masters or actually launching our first one in speech pathology. But we have several, we have programs in business, um, psychology, biology, um, you know, nursing, education and, and lots, lots more on that. So, and also computer science is actually branching off into many different areas. Uh, uh, Dr. Kuniyuki could probably go through, he has a big program in uh, liberal arts and sciences, so it's a full, full four-year college with many, many choices, yeah. Yes, sir, I, I just wanna um, tell you how the Nevada State College worked for my family. Yeah. I called my son about 16 years ago, he's a young adult. I said, how's it going? He says, I'm bummed out. I said, why? He says because my girlfriend Amy is moving back to Massachusetts. And I said, why? And I said, when's she leaving? Tomorrow. I said, why? Because UNLV wouldn't take her junior college transfers. Now, in UNLV's defense, you know, you're just named tier one university, top 3%, but that comes with some costs like, you know, um, standards that can't be broken. And so I called Judy Steele at the PEF, and I said, who do I call? And she said, I'll call you back. I called my son in the early afternoon. In the late afternoon, my future daughter-in-law had a meeting with a counselor at, at Nevada State. They accepted because your mission is to graduate teachers. Right. It's not rankings and research, which is the critical need. And uh, she got her master's with my wife, who's a teacher. She's not teaching now because she's raising two little girls. And when the three-year-old starts going to school, she'll get back to teaching. And if, of you uh, members want proof, I'm more than happy to show you pictures of my granddaughters. <laughs> but I'm a little obnoxious about that. So thank you. Thank you. No, I, I appreciate the comments. Sure, yeah. No, that was great. 
I, you know, I think what's, what's interesting, you know, I, I haven't been at Nevada State College as long as Andy or some others, but when people know about Nevada State, they love Nevada State. Um, and they have had good experiences. So I, you know, I appreciate the comments on that. And you're absolutely right. We are, you know, we're not a research institution. We don't, we're not trying to become one. Um, we're focused on a couple core areas and being good at that. So I appreciate the, the, the story to go along with that. Yeah. So uh, th this room is filled with people who have subject matter expertise that well exceeds what's needed for K through high school, but they don't have the official licensing requirement. Is there anything the school is doing for the alternative path to licensing? Uh, the home study part of it is brutal, and uh, although they, the state provides a way to do that, uh, you could easily uh, find resources, you know, of people who are probably competent to teach but, but don't meet the uh, official requirements. Right. So this is a good question. Um, you know, our, our dean, again, I think he can answer this better than me, but I'll, I'll try. Um, so we, you know, the, this, this alternative licensure has come up a lot. Um, if you counted all of the alternative licensure um, teachers who didn't follow, you know, the, the traditional path, um, you know, the school district's the largest producer of, of these of teachers in, in the state, really. Um, you know, now the question becomes is that, is that the best route? You know, I don't know. There, there, there's different, you know, people can debate that. I mean, we certainly have a pressing need. We do some of that at Amata State College. We certainly know that... Um, you know, to be sustainable long-term. We're, we're looking at fully licensed teachers, things like that. There's also been um, conversations, what they're calling, I think, paraprofessionals, people that have been in education or have subject matter expertise and might be able to get them on a pathway to, that could actually do some good. So this is another conversation. Um, I think it's a part of the answer at Nevada State and, and you know, the whole community. But I, I don't think it's our core focus of what we're, we're focusing on. But it's a piece of it. Do you want to add to this, Andy? It's going to give you a, a perspective. Clark County School District loses 3,000 teachers every year. UNLV, UNR, Nevada State graduate 1,300 every year. We collectively cannot even meet the demand for Clark County School District all by itself. When CCSD starts the school year, about 1,000 seats are not occupied by a qualified teacher. At the end of the school year, that number drops down to about maybe 400. And then they start again. 3,000 are gone. You see, this is the biggest need that we see in the state. In the 1950s, the top one-third of high school graduates went into education. Unfortunately, now it's flipped, the exact opposite. We have a big task in front of all of us. This is the most important need that we see across the entire state. So while Nevada State is known for nursing and education, that's true, there are more graduates from my school than the other two schools combined. And it's not because that the other kinds of degrees are more exciting. We absolutely need far more teachers, and now you see why. It's everything. It's you are at a point of retiring. The unfortunate thing is you get into teaching as a profession. There is a high turnover for the brand new teachers that collectively comes out to 3,000 walking out of Clark County School District every year. And you see, as I just pointed out, 
all three Nevada System of Higher Education Institutes can't even meet the gap for Clark County by itself. Just to add Why, to that. Let me ask a question. Why are you sure. losing 3,000 teachers a year? So, so um, the, the data that uh, Dr. Kuniyoki cited was the Clark County School District overall. I think some of that is natural. You know, there's retirements, things like that. But so just to add about, you know, give some more context to this. So, you know, these, some of these jobs are hard. You know, it's hard to be teachers. Some, not all the teachers, but some of the teachers face really difficult situations where they go into the classroom. You know, there's a lot of um, English language learners that is a challenge in a lot of different classrooms. We, um, I met with Assemblywoman uh, Selena Torres, who also teaches at El Dorado High School, and she said there's half of her students, um, you know, are not proficient in English. Uh, now, she speaks Spanish, but imagine teaching in this mixed setting. That's, that's difficult. Um, so, and then also, it's kind of cumulative build. You know, if there's, you know, if teachers don't have the, um, you know, the enough, enough of them, and it makes it kind of more weight all the way around. So, you know, this is a big topic. Again, I think it's possible to, to make real headway in this, um, but it's going to be a true long-term community-sustained effort to, to turn it around. And, you know, we've had some great, really positive conversations with uh, the new superintendent about how we might work together more collaboratively to fix this. So... Um, appreciate the questions on that. Anyone else? Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for coming, talking, and, sh and sharing with us. And I would like to present to you uh, the Share What You Can Award, which we give to our speakers. And this is, uh, we are going to give, we're going to give a, um, a meal to a needy veteran in your name. And so thank you so much for coming. We appreciate thank it. You so much. Thank As we leave here today, let us go forth into the world in peace. Be of good courage. Hold fast that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, help the afflicted, honor all persons, love and serve each other, rejoicing in the fellowship of Rotary. Be people of action. Be the inspiration. Meeting adjourned. We hope you enjoyed this podcast of our latest meeting. If you'd like to know more about our projects or are interested in membership in the club, please visit us at lasvegasrotary.com. Now go forth and be the inspiration.